is Dora, and this is a podcast called Verified Geek. It's a podcast with guests that work or have worked in the tech industry. They share with me their journeys, thoughts, hobbies, and interests. Please join me. For this week, my good friend Neha is sharing her own journey, starting from her studies all the way to securing a job at Uber and where she is now. Let's hear it. Hi, Neha. How are you? How are you feeling Very today? Well, Dora. You are in sunny California, right? True. It is bright and sunny outside and slightly cold. It's not as cold as London at this point of time. So explain to me exactly where you are. I have no clue exactly on the map where you are. I am up north in California, a city called Reading. Um, I left my job at Uber in August to pursue something which I have been longing to do for a really long time and it has to do with um, in layman's term, it has to do with religion, but I don't call it religion. Um, it is about my faith and um, I wanted to pursue a study in it. So I'm here in Reading doing a course um, um, in a Bible school. Well, that's amazing. That's, a, that's great. We'll get, we'll get to that point. Before that, I want you to talk to me about, because I want people to know about your journey in technology, about what you did, uh, about what you yeah. studied, how you ended up working at Uber, all of these things. Uh, like, I want people to understand your journey, basically. Um, so you, before, obviously we studied, people don't know this, but we studied together in London, a course called, called Interactive Multimedia uh, at mm-hmm. the University of Westminster. Uh, that's how we met. And, um, before you came to London to do the master's degree, uh, what did you study? Okay, so I'll give you a shorter version of my journey. Um, I was born in India. Being an Indian, you and growing up in an Indian family, you have a lot of pressure to do one of one or the other uh, mainstream courses. So either you go into engineering or medical aim to become an engineer or a doctor or an IS officer. Um, I followed the same path. I was studying to become an engineer. Um, wasn't my cup of tea. So <laughs> I dropped out a year trying to do engineering, couldn't do it. So I was exploring uh, different courses at that point of time. And I came across this course called, um, diploma course called Multimedia. And I was just curious more than anything else. I was just curious about it and went to the school and got myself into the school against my uh, guardian's wishes. I joined the school and started doing the school part-time uh, because I was doing my graduation at the same time. Um, so while I was doing this multimedia course, I, I saw that there was a lot of opportunity because I studied HTML, CSS, that was my basic. Uh, at that point of time, they were even teaching us in the school, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the name, it's uh, to do with an- 3D animation. It was a software, uh, which was a part of the curriculum, very interesting. It, there was flash animation as well. So I got into creating vector graphics. So I got into graphic designing and web development at that point of time, because it was very fascinating to me. I was, it was different than what I had studied before. 
And I did this in parallel to what I was doing as an undergrad. I was doing political science as an undergrad, had nothing to do with multimedia. Oh, so wow. I did my and undergrad. And you were doing the diploma at the same time. Yes, oh my God. I was doing my undergrad and my diploma at the same time. Um, again, Indian family did not understand what this diploma was all about. There was a lot of fun made, like, what are you exactly going to do with this course? And I did not have an answer at that point of time. But thankfully, um, while I was doing that, in these diploma schools, they have these intern jobs, job listings. So I got my first intern job listing as a vector graphic designer. So it was a few hours a day kind of a thing. Not, not, not every day a week, but a few hours uh, a day in, in the week. It was all about creating vector graphics, like literally in flash animation, I was creating characters. That's all I used to do. I was, it was fascinating because I was getting paid when, when I was not supposed to be working. So it was fun. Because I started doing that, um, I, got into, I found out that there are jobs available in this field. So in all honesty, during the course, I did not learn as much. It was more of getting to know the softwares. It was more of knowing the hello world, typing hello world and creating your first web page, which was hello world. Mm. Uh, nothing beyond that. And just knowing what, what tools are there, what softwares are there and how you work in them. While I was doing that, um, I managed to get an internship job, like a full-time job in one of the leading Indian newspapers who had moved into um, digital news. So I can, I, if I look back now, I can say that everything that I learned when it came to web development and web designing, I learned it on job and not through my diploma course. I had an amazing boss. She taught me everything that she knew. Um, and my internship job on this, yeah, yeah, and my internship job became a permanent job eventually because she moved to another company and she pushed me to another company. So I still love her. I'm still in touch with her. She's an amazing person. I give, I still give her the entire credit of teaching me ABC of web development because she was the one. She was a designer and she knew HTML coding. She got me under her wings. She taught me everything. Um, and that was at that point of time, I figured that if I want to grow further in this career, I need to actually learn more. I need to do a master's most likely and specializing in this. That's how Westminster came into play. That's how I applied to Westminster. That's how I got into Westminster. And yeah, that's how I ended up in London doing my master's with you. That's amazing. That's a really nice story. Okay. And then from what i remember so to give a per perception of what i remember what i remember of you was that because it was i was doing flash at the time and i was like oh i'll make like flash websites and stuff and then when flash started dying uh everyone moved to like html css javascript and um i remember like you knew that already you're really good at that and I was like oh my god like I need to catch up I need to learn these like I need to learn JavaScript um and yeah and then I remember because I struggled a bit to find a job actually it took me about five six months and I remember that you got a job at web development quite quickly after graduating uh from the master's degree 
How how did that I actually happen? was I actually was interning while I was doing again. I was doing the masters and oh. I was interning. See, I didn't know that. I was I I would go to <laughs> bars every night. <laughs> I had no clue. The internship, what is this? Uh but I should have done it. Like it's so these things are so important that I realize I now think, like it's, yeah. there, to be honest with you I think what helped in my situation was the fact that I had already worked for 2 years before doing my masters and like I said I learned everything on the job so I already had a working knowledge of what HTML CSS jQuery stood for at, in that era and um, and being an international student I had to figure out how to support myself how to get my bills paid and that's the reason why I was looking for internship jobs um while I was doing my masters and funny enough because I already had a CV which showed different things that I had worked on I had already built a portfolio kind of a thing it was easy for me if I look back it seemed easy for me at that point of time to land a job um as an internship job which became a permanent job after we we were done with the course so i think the key there was having that's portfolio and yeah in the school we were being taught a software called director which we have never used i believe after that no and, no uh, and lingo whatever the language is to write on director something yeah too too old yeah, yeah. which I still date I joke about it I'm like I paid 10,000 pounds <laughs> to do this course and you paid 10,000 pounds wow I mean I guess 10, it's pounds. how much it is right now as well Oof, Not wow but it, it was a lot of money that I paid for that course and uh the only module in all honesty that I benefited from was the module of uh which we did on marketing kind of a thing yeah um that was the module that I benefited from rest of multimedia stuff yeah. no yeah i i know what you mean Tim, for me uh the masters degree was it was okay apart from the older technologies that we used but for me it was mostly the fact that i met you guys and and sunny and best and all the other people that helped me sure. you know you got a job so quickly i was like oh wait a second like she just graduated she, she got a job you were like pushing me to to do it yeah. quicker uh so that like yeah the most important thing of my master's degree was the people i met during that is true and we are still um, friends so i i love the fact that whenever i come to london we have to do a reunion <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i'll be interviewing sunny as well 100% um that's awesome so yeah let, let so I also remember when we were when you were working in London the first three for me the first three years of London were in London were a bit like I don't know how to describe it but a bit difficult in terms of what am I doing here I'm not earning mm. enough money this town is so expensive what am I doing with my life so the first three four years were a bit difficult And I remember that yeah. you were on that stage as well but I never took the step to get out of London. Uh I don't regret it because I think after those three years I learned how to love the city and how I adore it more than anything. But you mm. took that step and you're like 
I'm leaving. I'm going to Dubai. And I was like, what? <laughs> or in India before that? Remind me. Uh, no, I actually. Oh, wait, hold on. That was a bad move, by the way, Dora. I shouldn't have left. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> If I have to look back in retrospect now, um, I was, that was the third or the fourth year that I was there. And the company that I was working for by then was ready to sponsor my visa. So if you ask me in a professional manner, it was a stupid move, but it's okay. I was young. I was allowed to make mistakes and I've learned from my mistakes. And some of these mistakes are beautiful mistakes, is what I'll say. Yeah. So I actually landed a job uh, for a company which was based out of Dubai. And uh, what they were offering me at that point of time was to uh, open an office for them in India, in Mumbai. And because of different personal circumstances, I was, it was a difficult year for me. I was struggling quite a lot emotionally, and it seemed like a safe move more than anything else. So I, I took that job offer. I moved to Mumbai, realizing that was a bad move. And, uh, but interesting enough, that company who hired me for the job in Mumbai, they were like, it's okay. If you, if you don't want to work in Mumbai, it's okay. Do you want to move to Dubai? And I was like, wait, oh, what? Okay. I've never been to Dubai before in my life. So I was, more than anything, I was curious. I was like, okay, I'm curious about Dubai. I've never been to Dubai before. Um, so they were like, okay, just come for a week or two. See for yourself if you like Dubai. And if you want to stay, let us know. Because um, I had almost handed in my resignation saying, hey, Mumbai is not working for me. So I'm almost about to resign. And uh, that was, again, an immature move from my side. Instead of negotiating, I was just like, emotions high, time to quit. Um, but the company was good so they were like hey don't just resign let's let's talk let's talk because it was a startup again so it was really nice um so they were like let's talk about it and uh, they said come to come to dubai for a week or two if you like it you can stay you can start working from dubai and we will help you with everything i was like okay that's how i ended up in dubai and lived there for four wow. years what what was your the job title? of my life um i started as a developer Then did my usability, um, not a degree, it's a course. So got into UX UI and then kind of had a title of UX UI front end coder kind of thing. Again, in all honesty, in today's date and time, you can get any title you want. You can make your own titles yeah. up. But the, the so fun there's part so many new titles, I'm losing track. I, no, I have lost track. Yeah, yeah. As now I don't even want to want to keep a track. I'm like, give me whatever title you want. But at the end of the day, I want to see what I am working on. Let me see the JD job description. Um, so I was uh, uh, in that company. It was a startup company. It was an agency. So we had many clients, and I started that job as a coder. I was their front end front front end coder. Um, then they invested in me to do the usability course and um, I, I, I was fascinated with UX UI at that point of time because I had never done it before and that spiked my interest quite a lot and again the company took a chance on me and they, they let me handle clients on the UX UI side as well 
which helped me gain a lot of experience. Again, so so my crux right now here, I think, is if you're motivated enough, you learn a lot on the job and more than degrees and more than diplomas, more than courses, you actually learn things on the job. That's how I learned UX, UI, and I got into UX, UI. I had a time of my life in Dubai, enjoyed every bit of it, but then moved out again. I I remember you coming to London telling me, Dora, you need to visit, Dora, you need to visit. But I regret that so much. You won't believe. I've, I've been have. seeing some videos like of, I don't know, some random videos on YouTube and some ra- random documentaries about Dubai. And I'm like, oh, my God the weather looks amazing that yeah i mean obviously everyone knows that and i'm like i i, I should have gone i was I'm so close to it like i should i should have gone you should but yeah totally interesting yeah. enough i'm wearing my t-shirt from dubai dubai marathon uh, did you do but i did not do the, the mar- dubai marathon no i did not do the, oh. no no i did my first 10k race there dubai was a place where That's i got into running deal. yeah so i I'm interesting that i'm wearing this t-shirt <laughs> That's that's amazing. We're going to get to that about your hobbies and uh, the fact that you run and I want to I want the world to know that technical people geeks, you know, in a way they they have amazing hobbies and they exercise and they 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 do so many more things that what what people yeah. actually think. Um so okay, and then Dubai was amazing. I do remember that because we did meet. You came to London a couple of times. And then out of the blue, I can't remember who told me. I think it was Ines. She was like, oh, yeah, Neha got a job at Uber. She's going to Amsterdam. I'm like, what? <laughs> so tell me again, how do you go from Dubai to Amsterdam and working for Uber? So... Uh... Dubai, I like I said, I was working agency side. From agency side, I moved to client side. And I was having a time of my life. But I was also in an age and a stage where I was like questioning, where do I see myself? Like, do I see myself dying in Dubai? Like living long term? And that made me question quite a lot. I'm like, being an Indian, um, My passport is not strong enough to just move around wherever I want to. And I've still not changed my passport. So it made me question, like, if I stay in Dubai, uh, Dubai is not a country who gives you a nationality, even if you live there for 50 years. You don't become a local. Uh, eventually, you will have to think about where you're going to retire, where you're going to grow old. That made me question. And because I had lived in London, I was... I was missing Europe bad. I wanted to move back to Europe. Like, I just wanted to move back to Europe. So in all honesty, um, I started applying for jobs left, right, and center anywhere in Europe. And I also thought of doing another master's. I was like, okay, first time I ever got a job in London was because I was studying there. So maybe I should do another course. and. Um, get into the country and then find my way up to doing a job or finding a job at least. I paid a university in Spain. Wow. <laughs> to, to do another master's. Um, 
but then I I did not do it. Uh, there were many Wait, costs. Did they give you the mind. money back? <laughs> uh, some of it, not all of it, because wow. I'd made the deposit and made uh, the first installment payment, something like that, and they give some of the money back, not all of it. Um, which is fine. It's okay. Money is not the biggest thing in life. Um, it was. It was more about the experience as well. So, I did not go ahead with the master's course, and I convinced myself that okay, trust in yourself. You have had good experience. You have a good resume. You you have good. You have good knowledge. Um, trust yourself and start. Uh, trust yourself. Trust God. Start applying for jobs left, right, and center again, and see where you land. Uh, I don't know if you know about the software called Litmus. Uh, it's an email marketing um, uh, online software, and they have a job listing board. The company that I was working for, uh, we had a paid account for Litmus, and I happened to, I'm, I'm disclosing the secrets of how I ended up at Uber. I ended up seeing this job listing of Uber um, on that website. I was like, hmm, interesting. Oh, okay. The JD is completely what I, job description was completely what I was doing at that point of time. I was like, okay, Uber. I know Uber, but I did not know Uber um, as a big company. Okay, I knew Uber because Dubai had Ubers. I was like, okay, it's a taxi company. Um, looks like a very innovative company. Looks challenging. All those things. And it seems like a startup. Uh, and I have worked what in a startup. What was the year? So, this was 2016. Right. And um, so I was like, okay, let me just apply. I had applied to so many companies at that point of time. Dora, again, in all honesty, it was disappointing as well because the moment they heard that I did not have a passport uh, which could work, as in if they had to sponsor the visa, they were saying no, just because of the nationality. I was like, come on, like, you want to interview me? You're saying that you want to interview me, but you don't. You can't sponsor my visa. Sure. Uber was the only company at that point of time who said, "Yeah, don't worry about sponsorship. Let's 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 do the interview process, see where it lands, and then we can talk about things." You were doing After marketing that. at that point, right? You you moved on from web development, and now you're doing marketing, or both. That is true. Uh, I kind of both, but less of uh, coding and more of marketing. So like I said, I moved from agency side to the client side. Uh, the entertainer was one of the clients uh, with the agency that I was working in Dubai for. And um, the lead in that company really liked me and we, we had a good working terms. So she kind of, kind I won't say forced me, but she uh, she approached me to move to the client side. And moving to the client side at that point of time for me meant moving into email marketing, focusing uh, on their digital, all their digital platform marketing and um, doing a bit of coding here and there because I had my own team. So I had a team who was coding with me uh, but and I was overlooking all the lifecycle comms and things like that. So I moved into email marketing at that point of time. And this, this job description from Uber was exactly what I was doing. Um, so hence the thing of from coding to full on email marketing side. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and then, okay. Uber, apart from the, uh, I mean, I remember some photos of like 
delicious food every Friday morning or maybe every day. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you picked up uh, some hobbies of like, was it running triathlon or CrossFit? Like, w which one was it? Okay, because this is the funny story, I want to share this. So when I applied to Uber, uh, I was still working in Dubai and the CEO of this company, which I was working for, she she is a fitness enthusiast. She is heavily into fitness. She was the one who got me into running. And uh, again, something about me, I don't know how to swim, but she was like, it's okay, it's a relay uh, triathlon. You can pick two, like you can run and cycle and somebody else is going to swim for you. I was like, okay, Donna, I'm, I'm going to do it. And we were training in one of the tracks, uh, which is the Formula One racing track in Dubai. All right. And, and, and I was cycling on a professional bicycle, which I'd never done before, and uh, super high speed, couldn't balance myself, and I had an accident, which, oh. um, because of which I had three fractures in my pelvic bone. Oh. Oh, wow. and, and I was in bed rest for three months. And this is all while I had applied for Uber. <laughs> No way. No so way. I got I I got the offer from Uber and I was still in bed rest. I no. moved to Amsterdam on a wheelchair. That's why I'm saying it's a funny story that I moved to Amsterdam on a wheelchair. So it was uh, the company in Dubai who got me into fitness. Um, I loved running. Uh, I loved cycling. But after that accident, I was very skeptic. I did. I was not even sure that I would be able to cycle again because of the fear. Got over that fear, did my first half marathon in Amsterdam, uh, did the TCS marathon in Amsterdam, got into CrossFit, love CrossFit, love weightlifting. Do you still um, do it? Do you still do it? Or because of COVID? Not here anymore. Uh, yeah, because of COVID, the gyms are not uh, open. Uh, but also the fact that at this point of time, I'm not doing it. I'm just running. I got back into running. Um, so I'm trying to build my my distances again so that i can do another marathon i want to do a full marathon eventually in my life i don't know me when. too i was I'm aiming thinking to do about it. it it's very difficult uh, you, you, it needs dedication yeah it needs dedication i wanted to do the new york one this year but it got canceled uh so maybe next year trying to do it i Amazing. i just love to run it helps me clear my mind more than anything else so, so yeah i, I saw recently that you're you got into barefoot running and then I started researching the whole barefoot running and I started doing it as well I bought the shoes and everything wow I have I have like terrible knee problems and yeah it it, it needs a balance in a way like it fixed my knee issue but I have like some pain in the calves and stuff so I'm trying to kind of find the right balance so sometimes I'm running on the barefoot shoes Sometimes I'm running on normal shoes. How did you? How did you end up doing the barefoot running? And so um, when I when I got into no, I now I have transitioned completely into barefoot. Uh, when I got into running and I did my first half marathon, um, Amsterdam is a very good place to get into fitness for me at least. I, I think a lot of people um, are into cycling and generally having a fit life and um, it was in all honesty it was by coincidence that I found out about barefoot and I just wanted to explore what it like 
what it meant to do a barefoot running and why should you even do barefoot running um so there's a shop in amsterdam dedicated to barefoot i went there i spoke to the guy he's an old man who even in the shop he's barefoot that's how dedicated he is he explained me things about barefoot running and i was like whoa that's cool i was skeptic in the beginning i was like but but there's so many shoes people make running shoes why are you promoting What's this so i had my questions yeah but the one thing that he said which still stayed with me he was like do you think we were born with these shoes to run like we put on these shoes to start running saying this is cushiony this is going to give us more balance and stuff like that but if you see a kid run even if he wobbles he uh, like the, like a child running like baby running not running but starting to walk it's wobbly but they have more grip kind of a thing he explained it much better than what i'm explaining and i was like whoa okay um and he ended up saying this is what marketing is famous for isn't it and i was like hmm, technically true <laughs> <laughs> that's so uh, true okay. yeah and and that 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 was when i bought my first um barefoot shoes and uh, the only mistake that i made i overdid it in the beginning and again got, hurt myself you need to transition slowly in, into barefoot run uh, barefoot gear because uh, your body is so not used to of barefoot anymore of the number of years that we have been running with soles shoes that you can't just start running 10k 20k and that's where i made my mistake i did not transition slowly and i ended up with another injury now i'm i'm gradually getting back into it i don't do more than 5 6k's at this point of time in my barefoot oh, so i'm building it up um but i yeah. only do barefoot running now i even hiked barefoot last to last weekend which was amazing that's amazing it was scary but it was amazing but they do make like there there are some barefoot shoes for hiking as well like these shoes are made for hiking as well right um not the one which i'm using so i i was careful because the sole is really oh, okay. soft and i'm like anything can puncture and injure right. basically uh but nothing happened nothing wrong happened so it was all good and i enjoyed my hike that's great so crossfit hiking running <laughs> all of these things did did you pick up hiking in amsterdam or did you start doing that in california in the us i started doing right. it in the california Hey listen you are talking so much about me what about you cycling you are an amazing cyclist yeah, why did you yeah, talk yeah. about that i mean it's mostly yeah i need to get back to cycling outside i'm currently cycling indoors on a zwift cuz you know it's convenient during the winter uh, and then but forget about covid you every time i have seen your post on cycling i was like i need to cycle you inspire me to cycle to be yeah, honest yeah 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 thank you no it's it's um <laughs> it it's yeah it's a big love it's a big love cycling it's like your 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 mind clears um the, the the endorphins you have after after the exercise but it's not it's obviously if you push it too hard you can it can become a, a really intense exercise but you can just go out for a ride and enjoy it you know it's an exercise that you can actually enjoy i've been telling so yeah. many people don't don't get be scared of like exercising sure. you can it can become enjoyable cycling is one of those types of exercises that you can actually 
yeah, you enjoy. can actually enjoy it. Um, so yeah, wait, I'm yeah. gonna turn the tables. Hold on, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna turn the tables on you right now. I know you are a super geek as well. I know how much you love. Coding. I'm a geek I know for triathlons for sure. True, <laughs> but I don't know if your listeners know you are an amazing guitarist. You are a lead singer as well. Yeah, no, I and uh, you are uh, a back vocalist. I'm not. I'm not like second second uh, vocalist. Uh, but you yeah. are in a band at all, I would say. Actually, that that's another thing that COVID kind of ruined. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, obviously we're not playing anymore. Uh, but yeah, I miss the band so much. Um, I know that you never saw us playing, but I I I, I promise that next time we play, I'm gonna let you know, like months before. Uh, yeah, I miss that actually so much. Actually, I, I wanted to ask you about this. How are you coping? How are you uh, going through this whole procedure? Like, did you, were you working in Amsterdam when COVID started? Yeah. yeah were you working from yeah. home? How was the situation yeah. in Amsterdam? Uh, when it all started and Uber was like, okay, you guys got to work from home. The first two weeks were like, okay, nice. Got a break. I remember on our group chat um, with the co- with colleagues at Uber, I was like, gosh, two weeks done. I can't wait to get back to work. Like, I want to get back. I'm done with this. This is just two weeks in. And somebody wrote, Neha, this can be a long-term thing. I was like, no, 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 no. This can't be a long I I was living alone in the house by myself. So for me, it was it was tough in the beginning. Uh, because Uber for me was a family. Um, my colleagues were less of a colleagues, but they were more friends. So like, we used to hang out so much that it was just like, I'm missing my family. Like I've not seen my family for so long. Two weeks was a long time. So it was, it was really difficult in the beginning. I was like, this is not going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to work. So I reached out to my manager's manager who was who originally hired me um at uber and i was like this i don't know how i'm coping with this he's like it's okay like take one day at a time uh take breaks if you want i'm like what am i gonna do in breaks we used to go out for coffee we used to walk to coffee machines to have breaks like what is break for me my yeah. kitchen is right here like <laughs> what is break for me? i have the same problem so, like how do i take a yeah, break and, in the house yeah Turn around and that's your break. I'm like, no, I'm done. But the thing was, I had to do a shift in my mind. Otherwise, I think it would have been, it would have driven me insane. Um, work was like, work was fine at Uber. We had a culture of like, you can work from home if 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 there's a requirement, if there's a need. So working from home was not a new concept. Like I was used to. I, I knew how to balance that part. The thing that I had to shift in my mind was like, okay, I don't have a routine where I'm getting up, uh, getting ready, taking the train, going to work and coming back, cooking. Like I literally, like everything was disrupted. So the first two, two weeks felt like a honeymoon period because I'm waking up whenever I want. I don't have to dress up like fully. I can just go on the Zoom calls whenever, like the way I am, just dress up properly, make clean your face kind of a thing. I was like, this is not going to work. I have to switch. I have to flip my brain 
not flip my brain but i have to wire my brain in a way like if this is going to be long term i need to find my routine so that's why that's what i work towards i started doing crossfit first thing in the morning uh, i was doing 6:45 am classes uh, at crossfit um so i was leaving the house every morning i'm a morning person either way so i was i was leaving the house every morning and i stopped doing 3 days a week instead of doing 3 days a week. i was doing crossfit 6 days a week so that got me into a routine um to wake up every morning leave house come back take a shower um do work and then what i started doing was when we had lunch hours i started going out for walks because you can't see other people but you can still go for walks so i i took advantage of that i i put slots in my calendar where i was like not at my desk kind of a thing went for walk 15 20 minutes walk i used to come back like have a fresher mind then work uh mm-hmm. thankfully i was allowed to see some of some friends like if if you were in the same family it was okay so we paired up kind of thing some some of my friends lived close to my house so every saturday i was spending time with them in the evenings we were in touch and we're like if we want to see each other let's see each other so that was my sanity um finding a routine otherwise it was chaotic yeah so yeah yeah kind of rings a bell it's kind of still the situation for me here but yeah obviously exercising helps me a lot and music and exercising is my getaway so um uber is great i could, i've been i did see you when you were working at uber and you were like really really happy you had really nice life there amazing work colleagues and friends and then what made you decide to leave the tech life back and go to california and study what you love like what, what I, was i almost the... i was almost about to say midlife crisis but it's not midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a valid answer uh... we all go through that <laughs> no it's not midlife crisis um so i was not born in this faith i follow christianity um so there there has been this part of me which really wanted to know more um and i know comfort of life is fine i was very comfortable in amsterdam like little too much uh, good pay good life so was very happy but the question that popped up was do i want to die with regrets that i did not do something that i have always wanted to do so and more than anything else it was also i could feel okay this might sound off to some of your listeners i'm still going to say it um no i don't think so I, i i i i i strongly believe that god wanted me to do this and it was a time for me to obey and surrender instead of finding my own way and uh, continuing what i wanted to do like having a comfortable life um that's it that's very I'm very not- good and important <laughs> like a lot of tech pe- people in tech are having a very comfortable life living in a comfort zone but they're a bit unhappy deep inside and that's a very nice message actually so it did ruffle my feathers um cuz jobless at this point of time living off my savings uh, and don't know how long this is going to continue but i also trust that god is going to provide so hence i'm here i am doing this course um and we'll see where where, where it goes I end up. 
Yeah. So what's the situation right now in California with, 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 are you in Reading, you said? I am in Reading. Um, it's the same, uh, it's, it's in lockdown. Uh, it's yeah, been it's in lockdown the past couple of weeks. Um, school is pretty much online, which was like, why? I came this far not to do it online, but it's okay. This is what it yeah. is. I'm doing it online. Uh, but again, getting to make meet really great people around, making new friends. Um, it's funny that sometimes I was like, I feel like a nomad, like I have no home. But at the same time, I'm like, but also the fact that I have experience of living in so many countries. It, I it will never something. forget your um, tattoo of an airplane. I love that tattoo. Still have it. Where is it? Where's the camera? Yeah. yeah, I love that tattoo. Like, and then, yeah, yeah, I remember you explaining it to me, and I'm like, and, and now thinking about it, it fits you perfectly. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, Will you go back to working in technology? What is there a message that you want to give to younger people and younger girls, like yeah. if they want to 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 join tech companies right now? Yes. Um, the one thing that I would like to say out loud is like, don't be scared. Okay, life can seem daunting. Uh, big companies can seem daunting, but if you focus on the right things, if you focus on building your portfolio, if you focus on doing the right things, having integrity in your life, having those cultural values in your life where you stand your ground, um, you will make an impact. And it's not it's not a matter of working with big companies in tech you can even work in a small tech company and you can have an impact you can you can make a difference and that's where i started when i started working my work was not to please people my work was like i have been assigned this work so i will do it right it was not like oh i got to do this job that was not my attitude um so Find the thing that you love to do is what I will say. And the moment you find the thing that you love to do, you will do it with all your heart and not half as job. And that is what makes the difference. Um, that is what makes you stand out in the crowd. That is what makes you see beyond what normal eyes can see. And that is what will take you further in life <laughs> on a happy oh, that's note. That's amazing. That's a really nice message. Thank you very much, Neha. So one last thing. Uh, I'm planning on asking my uh, guests to, usually if you were here in London, I would tell you, let's go out for a run. Let's film ourselves having fun. Let's Let's do this, do that. But obviously you're not here. We can't do anything. Even if you were here, I don't know if we could actually go for a run. Uh, but give me a, a challenge, like uh, something that, that I, I can do in terms of like cross. I've never done CrossFit. Uh, I'm getting into it in Ooh. terms of like watching YouTube videos. That's what I've done so far. Um, so give me like a challenge. I don't know, something to do uh, like a 5K run on barefoot shoes, which I've I haven't done yet, actually. No, I would not like you to get injured. So I'm not going to say <laughs> Um, okay, interesting. I did not think about that. Um, how how long, distance-wise, how long have you run so far? 
I think my my top one was like 16, 17K. Okay, so that's a good distance. I'm not going to challenge you with like 10K run because I know you can do that. Um, hmm. I want you to do something which would be out of your comfort zone. So let me think. I know you're a cyclist. I know you love to cycle and you're cycling indoors. And the reason being is COVID. So I can't even push you on that. Um, I think I can push you out of your comfort zone by asking you to do CrossFit. One session, usually the first sessions are free. So go okay. do the first session, record yourself. <laughs> And right. let your viewers, listeners know what. That's good. How can, I, can I go to a gym now and do it? I can probably do it right now in London. So yeah, I can. The, the one which I have been to in London is at Allgate. Uh, it's Allgate CrossFit. Um, and they have the first session free. Okay. Is it like one-to-one? <laughs> no. That's the beauty about CrossFit. Is it with other people? No. It will be with other people, but they will have like good guidelines of hygiene, uh, like um, on the COVID guidelines, basically. Right, 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 right. I think CrossFit is the only gym which is allowed to be open in COVID. Okay, right. I'll do that. I'll do that. How am I going to film myself? So with, I guess I. Can. Oh, you can. You can just ask the ask the coach to put your camera in one one angle somewhere and explain right. to him that this I'll is a that. challenge, and he or she will let you do that. <laughs> sounds great. Sounds great. That's a really nice challenge, actually. Neha, thank you so much. You are a star. I love you. I can't wait to see. You. I can't wait to visit you. Uh, and oh then- yes. And then we'll do another session, another podcast to see Have where to you see. are in life. And we're going to definitely go for a run together. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Love you, Dora. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at verified underscore geek. I think we have about zero followers at this point. Uh, thank you. Until next time. I should also mention that we will be uploading this on YouTube at a channel called Verified Geek and I will probably be uploading the challenge as well so stay tuned.